Welcome back to Dirtbagging for Dummies. I'm Hank. And I'm Tucker. And we have been absent for like a week. We were super busy last week and we didn't want to put out an episode that like didn't have any thought behind it because we were so like... Because that's what most of them have been. Yeah, and we, we, we don't really want to do that because y'all don't want to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. So we're going to start today's podcast off. We're going to talk a little bit about this. Tucker and I have planned a trip for this weekend, kind of spur of the moment actually like 20 minutes ago we planned this trip uh so sunday assuming i can get work off if you don't get work off you're skipping vishnu please cover my shift um anyway so we're gonna go up to traveler's rest and hang out and then we're gonna go hike in jones gap now the trails that we're gonna hike we don't know stop showing me things anyway (laughs) <laughs> we don't know what we're going to do up there, but that area is pretty neat, and we can find something to do. Yeah, and we're going to do it for really cheap because neither of us have money. So, yeah. Uh, All we, it's going to cost us is the gas to get there. Yeah. Everything else we're going to do is going to be free. Right. Because <laughs> we're broke. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll head up there. We're going to leave at, like, 6 a.m., and we'll drive up. It takes, like, an hour and a half to get there, but the park doesn't open till like, 9 and it might be different on Sunday. We'll have to check it, check about that. Um, but yeah, we'll get up. We'll get up there. We'll hang around Traveler's Rest before we go into the park, because honestly, there's just there's a ton of stuff to do in Traveler's Rest, and so we don't don't just want to sit at the gate for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll find a field throw a frisbee or something. We'll we'll find something to do. Find a stream and go fly fish for a minute. Yeah, I think we're gonna bring our fly rods too, which will be nice because I haven't fly fished in a while me neither honestly um but yeah we're gonna try to do some of that uh just you know day trip we'll come back sunday evening and it's daylight savings time so it's gonna be dark really early which is kind of annoying but you know i thought that already happened i thought that happened in like august it's next week really yeah well i'm just (laughs) i really thought it happened in like september or something like that i didn't realize it was this late in the year yep it's this late well when's um when's the other one there's one in spring and there's one in well duh but i mean like when it's, it's fall and spring i think right? i dare i mean like what month in spring i don't know Ow. uh let the record show that tucker just hit me in the leg let the record show that hank's a verbal abuser <laughs> um anyway you're laughing but it's true <laughs> anyway uh so that's our plan for sunday Stop, stop. Anyway, speaking of vehicles, me and Hank drive very different vehicles, right? How is that speaking of vehicles? Because we have to drive up there. Fair enough. Um, I drive a Land Rover that is fairly kitted out. It's about as kitted out as I can do. You know, I'm broke. But Hank drives a wonderful <sighs> GMC Safari. Yeah. A.K.A. a Chevy Astro. A.K.A. a cargo van. It's not a cargo van. It's a passenger van. That's Stupid. right. You took the seats out, so it is a cargo van now. I, there's, there's one seat in there. That's funny. Um, I drive five people. But anyway, we kind of want to talk about vehicles today and like kind of like exploring vehicles, that sort of thing. So I know that, well, I, you know, I'm biased, but I think Land Rover is the best 4x4x4. Um, Except that it 
breaks all the time and it's expensive to get worked on and takes a long time to get worked on. But it's cool. It looks cool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but is it the most efficient? No. But is it functional? It's highly functional. It's it not is, efficient. It's functional. It it's is different. Functional. It's functional when it works, but it doesn't work all the time, which is why it's not efficient. But anyway, Hank, I know that you, if you were to get an off-road vehicle, you'd want like a like a Wrangler TJ or an FJ Cruiser or an Xterra. It's a... Sextera. Sextera. Yeah. <laughs> Nissan Xterra for those who are uncultured. Um, um, but yeah, so like that's more your taste. So like what draws you to that? Uh, it there's they're they're smaller SUVs because right now I have a van and it's huge. I love it, but it's huge and it's a pain. Uh, I would like to have like I really like the Jeep. It's it's kind of cliche, but it's good for pretty much everything. Um, and FJ is kind of the same. FJ I like FJ looks really cool. I love I think them. FJs are really neat trucks. Yeah, I, I like them a lot. Um, and they're su- surprisingly spacious. The only thing I'm gonna like. So Jeeps don't have much space. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Uh, and the whole top situation. Yeah, but I could get a hard top for it and it'd be fine. Yeah, that's really expensive. Yeah, but. And in my opinion, having a hard top kind of defeats the purpose of having a Jeep. Well, you can take the hard top off. Yeah, but think of this: if you're driving around, oh, it starts. Oh, <laughs> oh, there's oh, a deer. Oh, there's a deer. Oh, it starts raining. You're screwed because. You don't have your hard top with you. Right. If you have a soft top, you can just roll it up and you're fine. So the point of having a Jeep that I think is nice, it's, it's like having a convertible in the sense of if it starts to rain and the weather gets bad, you can just put it up. No big deal. Having a hard top, that means that you have to go back home and get your hard top and suffer through the rain. So it's like the point of a Jeep is not having a top, but if you want to have a top that isn't um, sound like garbage whenever you're driving 60 miles an hour on the interstate. You have to get a hard top, and a hard top isn't as functional right. as a but soft top. For a college kid that lives or that's going to college seven hours away, a hard top is more. Pro- I mean, it's, it's more it, practical. Yeah. yeah. No, you can always buy one with a soft top and then buy a hard top. So you can have hard top when you come home. So you can have that seven hours on the interstate and a hard top. Yeah. But then when you're at school leave a soft top on it yeah that, yeah that's true you can always do that yeah it's a viable solution true but that's a good idea but yeah. honestly i if i mm, if i had the time and money four-wheel drive van all the way i'd yeah i'd fix it up and i'd finish the camper Those are really neat the camper inside so that you know it's cool do you do like a custom like all the custom I really like all the wood stuff that can be done to those. Yeah, that's right. You know, like like designing stuff. You mean like the wood floors in my van that we did? It's pretty pretty. I mean like I mean like having like a folding wood bed. Well yeah, I could do that in my car. Yeah. We just haven't because I'm broke and don't have time. As is the case with everything. I'm broke and don't have time. But me too, so I can't blame you. But band is almost over. Honestly, Maybe I'll finish it. I um, I really think Xterras are cool. And I do too. The thing is, I've always thought they're a little small. They are kind of small. But you're a small person. Right. Meaning, I think that you could fit in an Xterra just fine. And for that case, for that reason, I say you're kind of unique and different. I say, screw it, get an Xterra. That's probably what I'll end up doing. And also, I'm pretty sure they're cheap. I'm pretty sure FJs hold their value really well. Yeah. Which is a good thing if you already have one, but it's a bad thing if you want to buy one and you're cheap because... 
that means you're gonna be paying a lot of money for them. Right. Nice Wish track. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeeps are also usually safe investments because they always hold their value. But in my opinion, they're overdone. Everyone has a Jeep. That's true. But Jeep, and also they're kind of piece. They're kind of not good. See, here's why I like my car, right? Because it's so my car is a 2001. But you know, what I still have heated seats, Do power you know windows. Mm-hmm. I have leather. I have, I have leather seats. heated seats. I got power windows. Like I have like automatic climate control. I have all that stuff. My cruise control doesn't work, but I would have it otherwise. Um, <laughs> look, everyone else's has it. Mine just doesn't work for some reason. But I don't question it because I don't have an interstate enough to actually warrant fixing my cruise control because I don't. I will never use it. True. But point being, the good part about this is the only downside about having a Jeep. And newer Jeeps aren't like this, but newer Jeeps are expensive. If you're gonna buy an old YJ or CJ or CJ or even like, with like a JK or something like that, they're pretty basic. They're rubber floors, yep. cloth seats, manual windows, manual transmission. That's not a bad thing though. Manuals are dope, but you know, low like or bat no or crappy AC, crappy radio. Like I said, not manual windows. Like everything on it, kind of is like but manual. All of the well, it's and it's more reliable. There's less things to break, and it's easier because you can go sink your Jeep in a mud hole and then take it back and take the whole thing, the car wash with the top down, and <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, but also, you can replace all of those things. Like you can you can replace the AC. You can replace the radio. You can get power windows. It's expensive. But, but thing, you the, the point of it. having a Jeep is being able to just hose it off from the inside. In my opinion, the whole point of having a Jeep is being able to sink it in a mud hole and then coming home with the hose and spraying the whole thing out. Yeah. But you can you could still do that if you replace all that stuff. If the AC doesn't work, you can replace it and it's still you could still hose it out. But like power went I don't know. But well, yeah, it, probably not. Probably the point basically. being, point being the thing with Jeeps is they're great if it's a second vehicle and you're just having it as a wheeling truck. But if you're having a vehicle like me, where you want to be able to wheel in it, but it's also a daily driver, I feel like Toyota Land Cruiser, an FJ, an Xterra, Land Rover, that sort of thing is definitely the move. Yeah. Now, if you're gonna, if you're, and if you're gonna be in college, far away from your family, don't get a Land Rover. <laughs> yeah. Um, get a Land Cruiser, mm-hmm. basically what every Land Rover owner wished they had. Right. Everyone who owns a two thousand. Uh, you know, late 90s, early 2000s discovery like me and my father do. Well, I don't think my dad does because he's doesn't understand why it's better, but I wish I had an 80 series Land Cruiser. I really do. Why? Because if you got, I think it's the 30 year anniversary, I don't know. You got the anniversary Land Cruiser. Um, I think they're made in like 95 or something like that. They come from the factory with all three diff locks. Nice. So you have a front rear and center diff lock and you just have front and rear right? i just have a center oh you do i don't have front and rear oh, okay front and rear it would cost about three grand to do that to mine wow three grand in parts plus labor because i can't do that myself because i don't know how to do i don't it. know how to put a put a diff <laughs> in yeah i don't yeah. know how to do that i can install the air compressor probably but i couldn't like i could i had to take the i have to take my axles off and get them shipped somewhere to have the diff locks put in and then i could probably do the air compressor and all that wiring myself True. But point being, it'd probably be like four grand with a work to do lockers, or you could go buy a Land Cruiser. But Land Cruisers hold their value really well, so you know, 
going and buying one from the nineties still is gonna cost you twenty grand for a nice one. Yeah. Even though it's from the nineties. But like my car, they were kind of like the flagship truck in their day from Toyota. Mm-hmm. So they also have like leather seats and power everything and they're like they're they're fancy. You got you buy a fully loaded Land Cruiser, you get lo- all three locking discs, you get a ton of ground clearance, you get great suspension and you get all those luxury features. That's why those cars are so cool in my opinion. True. Yeah, but true. they're also incredibly expensive, but they hold their value. So you could buy one, play with it, and then sell it for next to what you bought it for as long as you don't do any detrimental damage and like don't put too many miles on it. You yeah. can sell, sell it for what you paid for it. True. Which makes them really, really neat. That's cool. But. I, I like Xterra's I like a lot because they're relatively inexpensive there you can do a lot to them. like you like have, have you seen the guy with the cool. black one with like all the red accents that lives yeah in? yeah his it is neat cool. i like it a lot i kind of want to i kinda, i've never like seen him like at an actual place i would just see him driving around the road but if i ever like saw him somewhere i'd want to talk to him right because no. he's i don't know it's a cool car they're they're like less common you know off-road cars but they're they, still very capable yeah and they, they look really cool when, like you can do a lot of stuff to them that you can't do with other cars yeah um, and jeeps jeeps are cool like that too you can do anything to them and it looks cool mm-hmm. but uh, yeah Xterra is probably where I'll go now the ultimate car is the Germans G-Wagon oh <laughs> if you really want the pinnacle of luxury and the pinnacle per- of off-road performance g Freaking wagon! I've never seen, I've never even been inside a G wagon. Me neither. But I'd like to. They're too expensive for me to even look at. Yeah. But they're all over Lexington. Yeah, they People are. People are getting them. You know, but more. Here's the thing: they're still expensive. It's just if it's you think scary. about it, yeah, like if you break something. Yeah. Well, so it's my car. I mean, um, yeah. But like, they also hold. Now I say hold their value really well. I mean, they've dropped a massive percentage. But if you look at, so if you look at a. C like a like a CLK from two thousand and three, right? Mm-hmm. Or two thousand six, we'll say. A loaded one. It's gonna. It, it was probably a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty grand new, and you can buy one now for maybe six grand. Right. Like a decent one in good shape. Yeah. That's that's top of the end one, right? A base G wagon, which is probably around the same price as a as a high end CLK. From the same year is going to run you like twenty five grand. Wow! It's going to be like four times the cost. Yeah. So even though they don't, I mean, even though it's still significant, it's a fraction of the cost as it was initially. Uh, it's a twenty year old Mercedes, and it has way, it's held its value way better than any other twenty year old Mercedes. Yeah. But they're really neat trucks, and they're very. They are also they also can come triple locked from the factory, and like. Um, I think Brabus has some involvement with it, but the four the G five fifty four by four squared. It only so this is something I think is this is a nerd moment. It has something really unique on it. It has something called portal axles. Do you know what that is? No. So when you have your axle, it goes across the vehicle, right? right. And you have the hub on the end, and the hub is in the center of the axle, mm-hmm. which is the center of your wheel, right? So portal axles, the center of the axle goes to a separate like planetary gear on the hub so the center of your hub is below the axle meaning 
that if your diff was normally sitting at eight inches off the ground with portal axles on the same size tires, you have 12 inches off the ground of oh. your diff. Okay. So it gives you an extra four or five inches of ground clearance, meaning you can be sitting on like a three inch lift and 33 inch tires and have way more ground clearance than a Wrangler on a six inch lift and 35 inch tires. Yeah. You, you've significantly more ground clearance than them because you have better technology and it doesn't increase the ride height too much. So you don't have to jack the vehicle way up and put massive tires on it to have the same ground clearance because yeah. that's, that's the beauty of portal axles. But that's also why that car costs three hundred thousand dollars. True. So <laughs> there, there are some people who have done portal axle swaps onto like, you know, Jeeps and Land Cruisers and things like that, and it's really, really neat. But it's not worth it. Right. You know, you might as well just keep what you have and just. It, it'd be cheaper to just buy an armored axle, like a heavy duty axle, and just bash things with your axle than it would be to swap out portal axles. True. That's just my two cents. I think that G-Wagons are the best things ever. And my measure of success is one day I want to have a G-Wagon as a beater car. Gosh. If I can have a G-Wagon as like a, you know, and eh, I don't really care about it that much car, then like, I'm rich. I want, yeah. I want, to have, I want to be able to do that. Most people want to be able to do that. But I'm going to be poor. But you know what? As long as you're happy, that's okay. You know, I was reading something the other day, and it said that, like long distance truck drivers will make more than I'm going to make like significantly so you're telling me Dale Dale honestly the truck drivers make pretty good money like think about it how much does that make like more than 27 a year starting off that's how I'm starting off at like 27 <laughs> a year and hopefully if I get a job right out of college because that's hard to do but that's like average starting salary I can't truck drivers like it's like 30 or 40 or something like that. It's like a lot. And then, like, even, like, high school janitors make, like, 26 or 25. So that's, like, right where I am. You'll be making as much money as the guy who rides around the Zamboni at River Bluff. Yeah, except I wouldn't have to do as much, like, physical labor as him. Yeah, I mean, but he He doesn't do that much. He rides like, a Zamboni. Yeah. And then sees a streak on the floor, steps off the Zamboni, Rubs it with his foot, then or, gets back on the Zamboni. Ball. A tennis ball or, on the stick. Or the tennis ball on the stick, so he doesn't have to move. Classic. It's an excellent power move. It is a power move. Wow. Now, let's talk the ultimate, ultimate off-road vehicle real quick. I'm kidding, it's not the ultimate off-road vehicle, but it's what I want. I want a bug-eye, like a 2004 Subaru WRX hatchback. You would. STI, of course, because, you know, you got to get the big boy motor. And then um, I want to put on, like, a 2-inch lift and, like, 31-inch um, BFG all-terrain, KO2s. Same tires I have now. And then I want to do, like, a roof basket with a spare tire and, like, some hellas up there. And then some hellas on the front bumper. But I want to do a steel tube front and rear bumper, like a drift bumper. Those are really hot. And then put some nice fat rally on mud flaps on it. Oh, my God. It'd be so much fun to drive. And do a diff lock. Like an LSD in the rear. And find a, find someone who makes a center diff lock for Subarus. And then do like an LSD for the rear. And just whip the crap. It would be so much fun to drive. Oh, my God. Just go still, shred dirt roads. Do you still have that tire on the top of your car? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think we talked about that. But, uh, we did not. Was it? When, would, when it was, was last that? Saturday. It was last Saturday? No. It was a couple Saturdays ago. No. Because last Saturday I had band, or no, I didn't. 
Yeah, it was last so Saturday. So it was last Saturday. Yeah. yeah, it was last Saturday. Not this past Saturday. But this past Saturday, Saturday was before. homecoming. But the Saturday, bu- the Saturday, the Saturday before, before that. that, we will, if you follow us on Instagram, our real Instagrams, um, you'll have noticed the pictures of Hank wearing a cowboy hat and our, gla- our signature eBay pit vipers um, that I took of him when we were at this rock quarry and like the, him in the back of Hunter's truck while, we were, while he was drifting. Yeah, Hunter was doing donuts and I was in the back. I was in the bed <laughs> of his truck. But earlier that day, we went out to a spot near us to go just like, I just want to show Hank it because he had never been there before. And I'm not going to say the exact location for legal reasons. <laughs> it's legal. It's it's definitely it's, legal. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. legal. But I'm not going to get the exact location. But anyway, we found, a, we found a tire there, and it's a BFG mud tire, and it's massive. Big boy expensive tire that was just yeah. on the ground. My, my thoughts are either there's some kind of damage that I can't see, so the owner just took it off his truck and then just left it there because he's like, eh, I don't really care about it, or it was stolen from the get-go and it was ditched there. But who just steals one tire? I, that's what I'm wondering. Except us, because we we did steal that one tire. Yeah, it's on the roof of my truck. Yeah, but it looks cool. It was fun. we did all of this in like the rain. Yeah, like, it was pouring rain. It was so funny. So Hank gets out and climbs my roof rack, and I pull out the ratchet straps, and I lift this tire up, and it probably weighs easily eighty pounds. Hey, I lifted it off of you and pulled. Yeah, it Yeah, and then I, I lifted it, put it up on my chest, and rested on my chest. Then Hank grabbed it and pulled it up onto the roof, and then I climbed up there and did the ratchet straps, yeah. and then went to Taco Bell. Cause I'm so swole, I'm a big big body. Yeah, body by Taco Bell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but you know it is what it is. You still are small, so it's okay. Yeah, well, but that's yeah. That was like that was really fun that day. That was, was that was a good day. It was cool. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it you? You or Hunter? Who was like? No, it was Hunter. He goes, "Is Hank gonna be okay back there?" And you were like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's Hank. He's, he's fine. He's he'll, fine. He'll be fine. And then I, I remember I was with Gary waiting. You guys to circle around, take more pictures. And then I just heard, kadonk, kadonk. And you come yeah. back over and you're like, bro, Hunter just slammed on the yeah, brakes. Hunter, like, when we were going through a, a hole, Hunter just slammed on brakes. And I slammed into the back, like, the back windshield of his truck. And then, like, I kind of, like, hit it. And I, I was surprised. I had a huge belt buckle on because I'm surprised it didn't crack his windshield. I just kind of, like, hit it and then fell back, like, <laughs> flat on my back in the back of his truck. And I kind of stood up. He's like, bro, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I might. <laughs> yeah, I might. <laughs> I was just – it was kind of oh. – it was the only time I fell that whole time. So one other vehicle we, like, forgot to mention was Tacoma's. Yeah, get closer to the mic. You're so far away. Sorry. Tacoma's and 4Runners. 4Runners. Um, 4Runners are really cool. Jonathan is the only front-wheel drive 4Runner I've ever seen before. That's lame. There um, it doesn't matter. He doesn't listen to this anyway. We can talk trash about him. Exactly. Jonathan's a nerd. Yeah. But point being, Tacomas are incredibly capable vehicles. They're relatively reliable. And as long as you do the proper stuff to them, you can do just about anything except for sink them in mud. Because I've heard many stories of even... So this is what really sucks. This is, And this is more modern ones than it is older ones. But the TRD Tacomas... Right, so those are the Toyota Racing Development, the off-road package ones. Taking an off-road voids the warranty first of all, which is lame. Really? I know Land Rover doesn't do that. Land Rover, you can wheel, you can take off the lot and immediately go sink in a mud hole, and it's still it's still warrantied because they want you to do that. Yeah. Um, but Tacoma's 
the warranty's instantly voided, and the problem is a lot of people have been dealing with the engines get hydrolocked. Yeah, huh. you take it to a mud hole, and it um it has some kind of issue with the way it operates, just some kind of I guess leak in the system. Yeah, to where it can suck air through. Even if you have a snorkel and a sealed air box, it can still get water into the engine, and they hydrolock like that, and it ruins. It'll total the truck. Wow. Yeah. Well, Ga- but, Ga- but Gary's sunk his truck before. But Gary doesn't have a new one. Oh, okay. It's the new ones that are having the issues, which is funny, because you would think, that, yeah, it's like it's like That's the new weird. ones are like. That's dumb. Yeah, it's stupid, but it's smart on their part. <laughs> yeah, and like the stories I've heard is even people driving through like. 12 inches of water like yeah like a, that's like a, not like a 12 to 18 inch deep creek crossing that's not that like deep. half tire up yeah and it throws water up and somehow gets sucked in the engine into the engine and kaboom that's horrible. it just starts smoking oh and also they've been known to like explode on hill climbs really yeah like you're driving up a really steep hill and you're doing a hill climb and the engine starts losing oil pressure because the way the the pump's not strong enough mm-hmm. so when you're at that angle because like like a lot of like race cars, whenever you like when you're going through high G's, they have what's called a dry sump. So that way the oil never sits in the engine. It's it's pumped from an external source, and that keeps pressure when you're in high lateral G's. Okay. But these don't have that. So when they're climbing, what happens is they're starting to lose oil pressure because it's working so hard, but it's at such an incline that it can't get the oil it needs. And they start smoking, and they can they can lock up that way, or they can like explode. Wow! So there's been a lot of like horror stories with new, t- and it's all been the TRD Tacomas too, which is like the scary part. Yeah. It's the high end ones that are supposed to go off road, which is crazy. That's but lame. Anyway, besides that, Tacomas are actually really, really, really solid trucks. They're really, really, really good. I know that like um, last line of defense, Mike, his uh, his Tacoma is really, really cool. He has like a black multicam map, and he fit 35s on it, which is hard to do, yeah. especially with the smallish lift. But he's a really, really, really neat truck, and he also has an 80 series Land Cruiser that I'm jealous of, and he's a um, Forester that I'm probably jealous of. Nice, that's but, cool. Yeah, they're um, you're jealous of his Forester. Yeah, it's one I forget the exact uh, like a uh, trim level. But it's the fast Forester. It has a um, WRX transmission, and then it has the engine out of a W or the engine out of an STI and the turbo out of a WRX. All right. And they're really fast. And his is uh, plasti dipped camo green, <laughs> and has um, gold wheels. That's hilarious. And it looks really cool. It's just like winter beater car. They're That's like really weird. they're like really fast. And I think it's a whole Cobb Stage Two, like it has a Cobb Stage Two access port and tune on it. Yeah. If we end up keeping my van when we get if, race I, if I get a new car race van no I'm, LS swap. I'm gonna no, I'm gonna rhino line the entire thing please that would be so cool or raptor line raptor what's, line what's it's basically the same thing but it's like a specific brand but it's like thinner than a lot of other bed liners so it's it's main so unlike rhino line or line X, it's made to be put on vehicles rather than put in the bed of trucks uh, like it's made if you want to get if you want to bedline or spray your whole vehicle, mm. but you don't want to ruin it. Rapture line, huh? I don't know, but no, I think it's neat. I I, I definitely want to do that, and I think that would be really cool. Cause then you just like it doesn't scratch, and it's no awesome. You just beat the crap out of it for yeah. the rest of its life, and it will never, never, never once 
not be okay with you know Jonathan, like it's, Jonathan just texted me I hope it doesn't beep it already, it already went through I already saw it pop up on the Mac oh okay good yeah. um so anyway, yeah so yeah. anyway that's our little spiel on cars um I spoke a lot more in this episode than Hank but he knows a lot more than I do yeah I'm a huge car guy so yeah well thank you guys for listening we're gonna pro- we're gonna wrap up we're about at our 30 minute mark yeah, uh, if anyone has any ideas, you know, now that we know that we're uh, a little broader on our topics now, if you got any like any ideas or anything like that, just let us know. Uh, hit us up on the Instagram, and we will. Or if you have any music you want us to talk about, like, cause you know, aside from being uh, outdoor guys, we also really like music. So if there's like music you want to like, true. you want us to listen to and then talk about, that'd be cool too, cause we enjoy like when we talked about Tyler a couple weeks ago, that was really fun. I I really enjoyed that that episode yeah that was that was cool i just like tyler i did too but yeah please let us know follow us on instagram at dirtbagging for dummies or our personals you know at spoopy underscore triddle underscore 55 yeah i'm not gonna plug my own you'll at hank maddox h dot maddox h dot maddox so you just plugged it (laughs) i did uh anyway yeah thank you guys for listening we're sorry we didn't we weren't uh we didn't record an episode last week we also um, one more thing, sorry. The little uh, cover thing that goes over the microphone that we have, this, what are this thing called? Pop the filter, thing? yeah. The pop filter, it's facing kind of this way, but the microphone is facing the other way, kind of. The microphone is facing like that. Oh, whatever. Well, either way, really sorry. I'm not sitting in the same place I normally do, so I'm really sorry if I was, like, not talking to the microphone at all. It's okay. From the majority I'll of the I'll just boost your voice a little bit. Yeah. Um, Oongie boongie. Yeah, well, uh... Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Um, Well, see you next week. Have an excellent day. Bye-bye.